0: Hello, and welcome to the Pretentious Bastards podcast. I am Rose Edwards, and that is Taya Rose Dussie. And as a quick disclaimer, we are not experts. We don't claim to know anything more than anybody else. We're just two artists talking about our experience in the art world in the UK. Hey, hello. How are you today?
1: I'm not bad. Uh, getting back into the swing of doing art again.
0: I know I've been seeing your stuff on Instagram. I've been really loving it.
1: Oh, thank you. I mean, um just playing with doing everything i think
0: yeah i've been doing more sketching this week actually just like life sketching like just to get my skills back up to scratch because they're they're not where they used to be yeah
1: i mean i i got told this today or yesterday it was um just do something that will give you a joy even if it's for like five seconds if it gives you joy just do it
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. And I think that's
1: just really, really nice. So yeah. I decided yesterday to um, decide I was going to do an illustration. And then the day before that, I put on some makeup. And then the day before that, I think I lay in my bed for hours. But
0: It's a good so practice to joy. keep in lockdown because you can spend so much of your time just laying there and worrying about stuff. Yeah. But um... there's, there's so
1: much to worry about at the moment that it's like it's exhausting being worried like i don't watch the news anymore because i'm
0: like i don't want to hear that oh i haven't watched the news in months all i've been doing is sitting in the house running around trying to spark joy wherever i can i only found out that there's going to be a a announcement on the 22nd like yesterday and i was like oh 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 so (laughs) boris do be doing it like that now i see boris
1: doesn't know i mean i will get into how how much i hate this government in during this podcast probably um they don't know anything they, they're not oh smart God. they don't have bra- they have a shared brain they're set. just posh
0: they're just posh, posh i'm the ones that say
1: oh i'm not posh which... no mate
0: you are posh though. You, you're posh <laughs> which brings us on to our topic for today which is cultural gatekeeping what 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 what, look at those seamless segues yeah so today we'll be talking about cultural cultural gatekeeping in specifically the uk because that's where we have the experience might be different in other places but we know about it for here so um yeah yeah, we're talking about that bear status i think the bear status in the uk is directly linked to how successful you will be in the arts community what do you think yes yes long um, and short yes
1: that yeah as it's not much I can go into other than yes because I do have lots and lots of I I went in full like statistically because um my experience of birth status in regards to uni and anything like that it it never fully affected me not in the extent of like I, I probably don't notably think it um but it's still there and it's a big big that's
0: going on. I feel like I didn't notice it as much whilst I was at university because everybody was in the same position but now coming out into the working world, looking at the people who have become successful and the people who are still working at it it does tend to be that people who have better off parents sorry to say it or people who are in a more advantaged position seem to be doing more things creatively and professionally what would you say to that
1: um they have the opportunity um so like for example some of my research i, I found an art, not an it wasn't an article it was um a report and it was done in tw- it was like it was a whole study done in 2015 and then later it was published in 2018 and it was about social class taste and then the inequalities in the creative industry it's really really good you can get it online it's, um and it sort of went into the fact of There is a sort of birth passageway that if you're born into having sort of money and you know you've got the certain the types of being middle class and white, you're likely to be more successful in the creative industry.
0: Mm. I think as well, it's uh, if you look at it from a logical standpoint, the people that um, are successful in the arts community are able to afford materials much easier whereas people who can't afford the materials to experiment and to make work so freely especially after university and especially during a pandemic yeah um are going to be about accessibility
1: struggle. at that front
0: oh 100% 100% um because
1: I know when I when I started um I'm from a working class family um which um, so my dad worked a hundred percent throughout my childhood and it, he only stopped because he was literally dying always encouraged us to work and you know work hard at school and things like that but um because of our household income i was able to get grants and i'm not sure were you able to get any like the bursaries and grants or things. i didn't get, get, get bursaries
0: but i did get the full capacity loan i was quite fortunate because and um, both of my parents worked at the time which meant I didn't qualify for any bursaries because I think a lot of it was the one in one parent income bursary was the yeah. big one that you could apply for but both my parents worked mm-hmm. um when i was growing up my parents also were quite working class upbringing very happy never wanted yeah. for anything never knew yeah, yeah. i was working class until i went to university
1: really
0: uh, yeah well, the thing is, I grew up in quite a disadvantaged area, and my uh, right, both yeah. my parents worked, so we had a car and our own house, and when mm-hmm. everybody was living in, like, rented accommodation and took public transport everywhere, that made me posh. They were like, oh, you're so posh and you speak so well-spoken, but my dad's from down south, so I have quite good mannerisms. People will say different after listening to this podcast, but... <laughs> Where I was from, people had terrible mannerisms and terrible English. Um, yeah. Uh, not very good grammar at all. So I seemed really posh. And then I went to university, and it suddenly dawned on me, I wasn't posh.
1: Yeah.
0: Posh. I was like, oh, I'm actually not. Like, I knew I wasn't because, like, we'd never been abroad. We didn't really go on holidays. Mm-hmm. My parents were like, we just kind of like, you know, living and just keeping it going.
1: They were yeah. like, but
0: we can't be going to Disneyland every year. Do you know what I mean? Oh god, I've
1: never been to fucking Disneyland. Oh my
0: good god! And do you know what the kids used to, used to pick on me for being posh and saying, "Oh, your dad drives a car and wears a shirt to work." Do you know? I was like,
1: "Wears <laughs> a shirt to work." Oh my god! Know? No, genuinely,
0: that's that's what it was. They were like, "Your dad drives a car and it. wears a shirt to work," and I was like, "But you've been to Disneyland twice this year, and I ain't so."
1: Yeah, swings night, around the box night. in it. Do
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, I I think
1: I, I was aware that. My family wasn't posh or anything. I, I grew up in Old Trafford, obviously, and Old Trafford is wildly, hugely multicultural. So there's there's people from all over, all over the world, from all different origins and things like that. So it's a really it was a really nice place to grow up. Mm. Probably not, because there were things like gangs and there was a lot of um hood kids running around causing trouble and things like that. Um, but it it's. I think it that being in that place growing up, it did help me understand like who I was as a person and how to treat other people and just be just being nice. Like my dad could walk down the street and say hi to lots and lots of people. and I always thought oh, that's great.
0: Oh you know yeah, I mean? that's
1: that's kind of where you want to be. And then you see certain people and they walk down the street and they've got like the horror, most horribly face on ever. And I'm not that like, person. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm I'm definitely that person. I've got
0: a right scowl on me all hours of the day, but that's just my face. I'm actually quite nice and I do make it acti- an active choice to smile at people.
1: <laughs> I love it. An active but, choice. Yeah,
0: it's an active choice. I don't just have a naturally smiley face, so I'm always trying to, you know, be like Hiya. Yeah. I'm 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 yeah,
1: I'm off working class. We
0: didn't go on abroad holidays, we went to Wales. Oh my god, yeah. Leaky Caravan in Wales, honey. She's <laughs> Oh yes. The best
1: time ever. Go in, go, we didn't even have a caravan. We had um, a trailer tent.
0: We had. We, we went to Haven Holidays and we rented um, caravans.
1: I, I didn't go to Haven Holidays. Like, this is the kind of people we were... I didn't go to Haven Holidays until I was about 12, 13.
0: We went and I was about 7. We didn't go when I was a baby to my knowledge, but I was a baby so I don't really remember. Mm. But, i mean um, i have lots
1: of siblings as well so they'd have to pay for all of us I
0: oh, think gotcha. they
1: were
0: like nah. yeah we were quite uh, lucky because there was my parents my mum and dad and then there was three kids mm. my cousins lived in live in denmark so it's just oh, us lucky bastards i know living the dream and i'm not even part danish they're part english it's so tragic mm. um like i don't have any spice in me whatsoever
1: oh i've got all the spice you've got all the I'm spice saying? honey yeah my niece is half my niece and i was gonna say old-ish. by marriage
0: i've got danish in me but my uncle and my auntie aren't married so ah,
1: it's, it's they've just got three grown-up marriage. kids
0: together and i was like that's a marriage yeah, that's a marriage that's a marriage um, i'm not getting married i don't know I, I, one I day think with an offspring
1: and i'd like
0: to get married you'd like
1: it you i don't have to invite me if you're
0: getting married oh 100 you're on the invite list but oh, I don't think everything. I would cry myself to sleep if it never happened. Do you know some women oh, God, are like, no, no, no. are like I have to get married, I have yeah. to.
1: It's it's ugh, it's exhausting. I mean, like my my sister was talking about uh, dating apps, and I was like, oh, I've got one. I only I I got it like years ago, and I've only every so often I do flick through, and so I gave her my phone and I let her flick through some of the people. And then, because it's Bumble, you I have to start the conversation. And then this one guy decided he wanted to actually have a conversation with me, so he he extended his time by twenty four hours. And then immediately I was like, <laughs> "You're gonna regret that."
0: <laughs> Biggest mistake of your life, mate.
1: Biggest mistake of your life. And I, I sent him a whole mess I sent him because a- you have to do openers and things like that. So my open- you get a question. My question was, what's your favourite conspiracy theory? Obviously, being a Last Pod fan, we've got all of them.
0: <laughs>
1: and, uh, yeah,
0: I think I scared them away. Oh. Well, do you know what? It's a good, um, good weeding out that. Yeah. Come in with the crazy. Don't want yourself down for anybody. Because if you go in as crazy as possible, you know they're going to stick around.
1: Yeah, I don't have to pretend then that I'm something I'm not. I'm going to go straight in with the crazy because if we're ever in a conversation, the first thing I'm going to say to you is have you heard about this serial killer? Have you heard about the galactic government? Have you heard about this virus that was created by Americans back in the 1970s? Yeah.
0: Crazy. Yeah, no, me and Will were already mates before we got together. Um, So we already knew I was a massive fucking nerd. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you already knew, Trapped and he was like, "That's in. the woman for me."
1: Oh yeah, that's is, that's is...
0: yeah. I mean, Will's this just is is as bad. Point. So
1: <laughs> see if they're just as bad, then that's good.
0: Oh yeah, you just gotta find a best friend that you fancy.
1: Yeah,
0: do you know what I mean? Are you I set? Like I'm just like, yeah, we get on. I like you. You're right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're all right yeah that's me you know what <laughs> I mean. so uh, imagine you being proposed to by Willie. hes me you know will you marry me go all right you're all right
0: it's yeah you know, okay <laughs> no i love him very much
1: Aww, oh so cute yeah just
0: been, just been sick Ugh. anyway
1: was there ever, ever a um a point in like childhood that you thought
0: you wouldn't go to university. Oh, my God. All the time, I did not think university was for me. Mm. I mean, we talked about this briefly in the last episode. I thought I was thick at school. <laughs> and I was. But uh it turns out I was also quite good at art, so I ended up going. Uh, yeah, I think that's
1: the trouble with schools. They don't. Um, they only push you to a certain extent in things like creativeness.
0: Oh, yeah. Because that's yeah. not where they're going to get the funding for things. hmm I mean, just look at the way I was looking at um, going away to study to be a teacher um, through one of the resources you put me in touch with. Um, nice. But all the funding for all is gone now, so yeah. I'll go next year. That's,
1: yeah.
0: I'm just no, going to have to get, be on it with applying next year if nothing else comes up and if I don't yeah. get any tutoring work. And even then, I'm, I still might do it because I think if I'm going to have a career as a tutor, I want to be the best tutor I can be. And being a fully yeah. qualified teacher would make you a really good tutor, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thought of, that was going through my head. And I think it's something that we can mention, especially being from working class and then doing something creative as a degree. People's then question you going, well, what are you going to do with that? Oh, and yeah. It seems yeah. so, sometimes it seems like I'm failing by saying I'm, I'm going to become a teacher, but at the same time, like, no, it's a realistic
0: yeah uh, that's... career
1: point for me.
0: That's something that I really wanted to touch on during this episode is the side hustle. And, oh, yeah, like, that, it's something that people seem to feel embarrassed about, mm-hmm. having a side hustle, and they don't want to mention it and they don't want to say it. Yeah, because... And you want to we'll, appear... we we'll talk more about that. You want to appear posher than you are all the yeah, time. You, you want, want to ap- appear... You want
1: to appear successful.
0: Yeah, and but does having a side hustle denote that you're not successful? That's the thing. And I'm yeah. like, it doesn't... Mean that you're not successful, I think art is quite um a small amount of people go on to be sustainable, just being an artist. everybody has something else on the side mm-hmm. and I think um comes from um seeing other artists who have been bankrolled by their parents and bankrolled by like family connections to continue to yes. do what they like to do, and it creates this unrealistic view of what you should be able to earn being an artist but i was like even if you're only earning 50 percent of your salary and your family's paying for the rest of your career and the rest yeah. of your like living amenities that is creating a really unrealistic expectation for people who are working class because they're like oh i'm so embarrassed i work at an asda you mm-hmm. know what i mean but i'm like honey pay them bills work at an asda it has to
1: be done like it's it's not an immediate thing that can just um you can't it's one thing that always reminds me, when I remind myself, like, I do think, oh, this person's publishing a book soon and this person's publishing a book. And I'm like, yeah, but I, then I have to consider they might have been working with a side job or working on that book for, like, at least three years after coming out of uni- uh, university and art school.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: I shouldn't feel the pressure of I'm not producing anything.
0: mm And I always think whenever I have those thoughts and I look at other people who seem to be doing really well, I always think, well, what do people look at me and think? You know, because I think I'm guilty of it, especially like on Instagram and stuff. I portray myself as running a small business, which I am doing, but also I am. I mean, I'm on Fairlow at the moment, but other than being on Fairlow, I was a bartender. Mm -hmm. And that was how I was funding getting that business off the ground. And I still probably will, after this pandemic, go back to being a bartender for a while. Yeah. So, you know, I always try to think about it like, oh, wow, do people look at me that way as one of the as part of the problem? I think I am definitely part of the problem in that aspect because I won't I not won't admit to it, but I won't be honest, put it on my Instagram and talk about having a side hustle. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 what you do and not what you see. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't want people to acknowledge me just as an insurance broker administrator because, mm. frankly, then that means they'll find me and they'll probably try to kill me because I've sent them so many cancellation letters. Why?
0: why? <laughs> do you find it frustrating if anybody ever says that you're an administrator first and then an artist?
1: Not... I... Uh... I think I would be. It, it's never happened to me, which I'm quite happy about. Um, but I think it wouldn't it incite a small rage in me, but not at that person, at myself. Which yeah, I think is which is terrible. Anyway. So internalized. Yeah. It's such it is such an internalized feeling of failure, and I think that's what comes with saying things like um, imposter syndrome, because then I'm, I'm feeling that panic of I'm not doing what I want to be doing and being the administrator when actually I want to be the illustrator. Yeah. yeah. I've never sung for anybody, so there's always time.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I always... I hate it when you've... I've had people... I won't say who, but I've had... There was a time when I said, oh, she said, oh, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm an artist. And they said, oh, but what do you do for actual money? Mm. (gasps) Oh, I was clutching my pearls. I was sure. I, I was like, not fucking nothing. And in for that them. moment, I lied out of anger.
1: My God. Yeah. I'd have, I'd have legit, I'd, I'd have hit
0: them. Scratch their eyes out.
1: Scratch their eyes out. Grip them up, throat punch them. I know. And then it's turn it's, them it's so an disrespectful.
0: Addict. And people don't real. it's people who don't come from the arts community Yeah. who say things like that to people and they don't realise how offensive they're quite actually being. I'm like, I am working myself into the ground here to try and get this shit going. On two separate fronts. Oh my god, yeah on every front, like I'm trying to keep my job and not completely burn myself out Mm -hmm. doing that and then be able to turn up to a a job that's exhausting emotionally Mm -hmm. because it's not particularly what you want to be doing and try and act happy and then go home and try and put everything you've got into something else and then have to not be exhausted from that go back to another job and then do it all over again.
1: Mm-hmm. I got I got um asked once. I think it was at uni, just in random conversation, and someone asked me, "Do you not feel exhausted after doing your job?" And I'm like, "I work two days a week, actually physically scheduled, and that's not including any overtime or anything like that." And it was sort of like, well, "Not really," because there are days where I do set aside time for art and things like that. But mm. then you come out into the real world, and you're kind of like, "Oh no, I kind of need to make more money." to then afford things like living and then art supplies on top
0: of it. Yeah, yeah. There's like, it's so difficult to strike that balance right. And as somebody who thrives on um, structure and um, repetitiveness of my life, I find it really difficult with shift work to keep that up. There'll be days when you're waking six till three, and there'll be days when you're waking three till one in the morning, and it just fucks you up. Yeah. It's quite a difficult balance to strike. Mm. don't know <laughs> so something I was thinking about the other day is the mm-hmm. theory of public patronage versus um independent patronage so things like the Arts Council England and how yes. that could be potentially a gatekeeping system so they decide what content is put out And when you look back at state-run arts events, they would have been put on historically by really rich people who were in government. Yeah. And they would have only bankrolled other rich people who were only using mediums that would have cost a lot to do. So, therefore, Mm -hmm. our perception of mediums worthy of state patronage are now only mediums that cost a lot to get into – which is just another barrier for people who can't afford to get into that to not have their work displayed in state-funded places.
1: Yeah, big thoughts um, there.
0: I mean, for somebody with a Satsuma brain, that was hard to to think out.
1: <laughs> you've got to allow the you've you got to allow the brain in these situations, but it is. Um, say for example, when you're going for those certain things, especially say considering in the past, they might have gone off of the merit basis of purely artwork and you know the dedication of the artists the subject matter and things mm. like that but then you have to consider back in those days there were probably less black or ethnic minority artists out there there were probably less female artists out there and they didn't have then the sort of gravity to the gravity or then the, the councils themselves wouldn't have wanted the diversity at that point I think as now it's being more encouraged and things like that, but there's still a divide,
0: yeah, I mean, I think in the past they wouldn't have particularly wanted the diversity, and also um minority ethnic groups wouldn't have been in the position to be able to dedicate themselves to art in the same way because they were statistically lower in class, meaning that they wouldn't have had the- they would have had to have went out and worked. And they wouldn't yeah. have had the time to dedicate themselves to become artists because they would have had to have had professional connections in the art world to get patronage to employ themselves full time as artists to put in that same level. So it's just yeah. really all stacked against people who were from mm-hmm. any ethnic minority from the very beginning.
1: Um. So going off of ju- the report I was saying earlier, they had all these interviews. I think they had like. 2,000 people responding to these questions that they had and they found that a lot of people from other minorities they understood that there was a gap in what people were thinking Like the, there was a gap of you had to know people to get places and it is something that we have to I know I'm aware of it because there is that sort of idea of if I network better will I end up doing better
0: I think there is absolutely a line there that is so true that if you network properly, you will get places. But therefore, if you... I mean, no shade to people who are born in that situation. Do with it what you must, but just be aware of your uh, privileges and don't reinforce yeah. those biases when you come to be in the position of hiring people. Um, don't just hire your family. Do you know what I mean?
1: I think, like like I said in that report as well, they said they, um, the most high-paid... Of in the sector of, of like creativeness and things, it was middle class white men that were getting paid fifty thousand pounds a year, and they weren't. It's it's really good this report. It, it, they say they weren't physically aware that there were other factors in selection of artists and things. Yeah, like that. it doesn't solely go off more talent. Like, they were like, oh, I'm yeah. They were like, oh, I'm going off talent and I'm going off this and going off that, and it's sort of like, yeah, but have you considered that there's people that haven't applied because they haven't been able to because of other physical means and all things like that and you know
0: just because it wasn't happening to those people doesn't mean it's not happening to people um so we're talking about people hiring people and the biases people have i think something that can't go unmentioned yes. is the devaluation of unpaid experience i've had people who have tried to hire me before be like well were you paid for any of this and i was like yeah. No, but that doesn't mean that I didn't do it. Do you know what? Yeah. Which I think is a very disgusting way to look at unpaid experience because how on earth are you supposed to get your foot in the door if you yeah. can't work? For, think, if, um, even if working for free isn't an option anymore, you know.
1: Because mm-hmm. there is there's that whole thing. of Don't work for free. It, it, there's it, you know there's no point for you to work for free. And I think at the same time, there is sort of the thought of there's open calls out there, There's things. Isn't that technically working
0: for free? Mm. Well, I don't think it's working for free if you've already made the work. So if you're submitting yeah. something that yeah. you'd already you've made already for yourself it. and you've already got it, that's not technically working for free. Mm-hmm. But also, I think there shouldn't be a shame around working for free. If you want to do the open call and you feel passionate about it, you should do it, whether or not you're going to get paid because you're passionate yeah. about it and i don't think that it should be yeah, yeah. um so frowned upon that's what i'm trying to say like to work for free some people really yeah, do have to work to do for it, free do
1: it.
0: just because like yeah. you know for a lot of people who are in the arts community it's like a way of keeping your sanity and if nobody's willing yeah. to pay you you'll just do it for free
1: mm-hmm. i mean i'm quite glad to say um, of all the things i've done i, I have been paid every time I think there was one time where um, I was doing something. For, I was doing a commission for my mate, and I was really willing to do it for free because you know, she, she was in university herself and she was doing all that. And even though she was like, no, no, I want to, I want to pay for you to do this because it is your, you're doing something, which I thought was really quite. Yeah, that's great really,
0: really nice and unusual, especially from a university student, to see yeah. and to feel supported really. in that way.
1: Yeah, I mean she's a creative herself and she knows like she
0: knows the you, hustle. What it's like to
1: be. Yeah. yeah, she knows the hustle. Yeah, a lot of a lot of my free is, work it's, has it's always been hustle. um
0: surprise gifts for people that I know in my life <laughs> or projects that I've yeah, organized basically. myself and then I've worked for myself for free. Um like at the moment art hall I went okay. for free basically. But that's
1: yeah, you're the CEO you have that's to That's mine. Right yeah. at this point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I was in high school, I um I got pulled into a classroom once with all these other girls. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to get... This is why they kill me, I suppose. And um, instead they're like, oh, we're doing this project. And it was called BPAP. Because you look at me and I'm super-duper white. And uh, this project was called the Black People Appreciation Programme.
0: Oh, that's lovely. I don't think you're super-duper white. I don't
1: think... I, I, I... I don't know. I'm not bad in the... it. I don't look... Like my siblings.
0: Yeah, I've seen your brother. Your brother, you look, sorry, you look more white than your brother. Yeah, no, no, it's it's totally um, But also, true. I don't think there's anything like, um, wrong with looking more white. I don't think that should be an embarrassment. I think people should be proud of whatever they look like. Yeah,
1: it's, mm. it's definitely what I was there for. I was like, yeah, I'm... I'm. It's one of those things that I do enjoy embracing because I know I'm not... I, I have my dad's poor heritage. I suppose. We do pull one out for the homies every so often. So it's nice. Pull it out for the homies? We <laughs> did it once. He did it on my craft mat. And then he also licked it up and was like, that's not pouring one out for the homies, Dad. <laughs> it's
0: not pouring one out for the homies if you immediately take it back. Mm.
1: But it was that when I entered this room and he gave us the presentation, the whole point of the programme was encouraging, um, encouraging us, the girls there, to pursue academically creative programs and also carry on a creative professional life So, because they gave us a percentage and we were like, yeah, the, the percentage of ethnic minorities that go to university is quite low, and that was like in 2010 and they were like, and especially in then the creative sectors as well it's even lower, so we want to encourage you to do things, and we, we made an anti-bullying video, which was really nice Aww,
0: anti-bullying No, do you know what? For the longest time I had such white guilt and then this year I've been sort of letting go of it. I think it's not white guilt. It's um, responsibility and understanding of the privileges I might have and the responsibility I have to make sure that everybody receives an equal treatment if I end up in a position of of power and the ability to hire people, which I have had. And at the moment I'm the only white person on Art Hall. So, so I love you know, it
1: so much. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. And you know what? I was—I
0: genuinely wasn't thinking about race when I did it, which is a good thing. I wasn't thinking like, "Oh, I need to make you this super diverse." Yeah. I didn't think about making it super diverse. I was hitting... just looking at the work, and it's just turned out that way. Yeah,
1: you were hitting the actual work. Just turned That's out that lovely. way. Yeah, i was really sweet.
0: I feel like I'm not very eloquent in this uh, recording. Oh, I don't think I'm ever eloquent I ever. Uh, actually, talking about language and talking about not feeling very eloquent. Do you think that if you are born into an upper society, an upper society that wasn't a good thing to say. Neither was that. It's upper, society. upper society. We've descended. It's the apocalypse. The apocalypse, kids. Um, We're, the world has ended.
1: No matter how, no one's like no. The world is end. No, the world has ended. And we are living in the end. This times. is the end of the world. Have you not realized this? We really are. Like this is the but end. But do you times.
0: think you're um people are born with a language system in place that would make them more successful do you think we are are we're learning arts language is my second language not my first language is a good way to look at it
1: yeah because i mean um say for example you have a conversation with somebody from salford it might not be the best conversation I've had one before. I mean,
0: I'm pretty sure my cousin do- does not know what a cult is. It might not be the and... best conversation. I've had one before. She's from Salford, ladies and gentlemen. I've had, I've had a few. <laughs> Just one.
1: <laughs> my fa- I, I'm, we're from, my family from Salford. I'm allowed to discredit them. But yeah, the the eloquence in speaking, it might not hit that point. But then when you come to something, something like, maybe they are creatively able and they can produce something really amazing that can tell a story because they can tell um, so much more than just speaking to a person. And I think sometimes that's where the the perception of looking at somebody and judging them by their first impression, you know, you have to consider there are a lot of things that a person can do other than, you know, just having a basic conversation with them. Yeah,
0: yeah, 100%. Did you feel embarrassed of your <laughs> Your like, accent and your mannerisms and your way of speaking when you went to university, or did you find it? um Did you I find mean, it fine?
1: It, it was during the first few weeks. I did have a conversation with somebody, and they were like, Oh, you're from Manchester? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. And they're like, You don't sound it. And I'm like, Really? really? <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> really? I remember going, I remember being so embarrassed for like years about my inability to keep yeah. up with art speak and i still don't think i'm very confident in it um you know the kind of art mm-hmm. speak i'm talking about where it's almost oh, intelligent meaning yeah. oh, yeah. un- unintelligible what they're saying and you're just like oh can you not oh, just fucking so say what you fucking
1: mean fucking annoying i'm so sorry i have to swear at that fucking point because it's fucking oh. true it's like they want to be like oh and the form hits this yeah, when you and contextualize and light and that you will just throw then, it around the words you know,
0: contextualize this. Form oh. and um, I can't even think of another one.
1: It's like if I want to be confused by something, I'll read my horoscope
0: Literally, that's what it is. It's like horoscope, horoscope, horoscope. Yeah, horoscope speak. So <laughs> you can't even talk anymore because I'm getting that angry about it. No, no, get no angry. it really does bother me because I'm like this. The things you're saying, the sentences you're saying, could apply to any work anywhere at any time but you just so happen to be saying it about this piece of work do you know what i mean i'm like it doesn't make any sense it's why i always felt like my tutorials were a waste of were a waste of my bloody time because i couldn't understand what they were trying to tell me because they were yeah
1: because you're in you sat in that position and they're talking about how to make your work something that fits the criteria of an art basis and you're sat there going but I don't understand the criteria
0: of an art space. Oh my God, yeah. Why can't my art just be my I remember my it was, uh, I was applying for a job and I was sat there with my partner. He was doing some work across from me and I was looking... I had to put all the units in that I did at university. Um, so I oh, read yeah, out I my that. units to him and he was just like, I couldn't even tell you what you did on any of them. Like contextualising mm. practice. What does that even mean? To be fair...
1: The second year of contextualising practice I actually really
0: enjoyed. I enjoyed it, it but the it, it's because not it was nothing it's to not it's not just the way you know, contextualising practice. It isn't it isn't just developing work. You could say that much more simpler and in a much more accessible to understand way. Do you know? It's another form of gatekeeping. Yeah. If you can't understand what people are saying, you're too stupid to be here. Yeah,
1: no, for I I and i I'm gonna say I am I am thick. I never read any of the grading criterias. Never. Not once. Throughout the five years that I've been to university, I've never once looked at the grading criteria and understood what was in those goddamn boxes. I never read it because I knew I would never understand
0: it. Yeah. 100%.
1: Yeah.
0: I need to stop saying 100% as well. Like, Talk about language. Just saying, <laughs> yeah, 100%, mate. Showing my showing my working my oh, yeah, working class is showing. Like. <laughs> so in, you it. Say,
1: in it, that's so when you get a problem at, in it, and I'm like, oh, you could tell a man for a while in it. And drop, drop in the h's. Oh things god, yeah. I keep teams. on
0: I keep on picking I, up your now. You. I'm saying, oh, it's right, good. It's it's, oh,
1: right, it's right, something. Good. It's right,
0: this. It's right, that. And uh, my mum oh, keeps on it? making fun of me. <laughs> no, oh, in a nice, way, in a loving way. she like, oh, it's right. Oh, it's raining right hard here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just can't help myself. Surrounded by them. I'm penned in always... with Yorkshire people.
1: I mean, you are penned in
0: by Yorkshire I don't, people. I don't mind. I really like the Yorkshire accent, yeah. actually. Oh, I it's, like nice it. it's nice and nice and soft and round. There's no hard ed- hard edges mm. in a Yorkshire accent. Really? I mean I I would
1: always say Yorkshire accents the Game of Thrones North and you know what I mean, like
0: John Snoo. Yeah, rounds, John Snow. John Snow. You know nothing, you know I mean? John like, Snow. Just... Everywhere rolls into the next. Yeah. everything. You
1: know I mean, if I see a Yorkshire person, I trust them. Like if I saw Sean Bean now in the real world, I'd be like, I immediately trust them. Sean!
0: No matter what. <laughs> I love Sean Bean. I've got a video of on my phone and it's it's about thirty seconds of John's bean Sean Bean saying you bastard. Sean Bean. And I just could watch it it's great. forever. You, you bastard.
1: Like, you bastard. He, he's the villain in my TV show. And oh, Snowpiercer. So I need there. to get on
0: to watching it because I really oh. like Sean Bean and I feel like I need to watch it because he's a good Sheffield it's lad and so live in so Sheffield now, so I feel like I should. Show up and rep for the people. So,
1: I mean, I've I've never seen Sean Bean play a villain before. I don't know if he ever has. I've all oh, I see him as Sharp and Ned Stark, and I'm like Aragorn. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah I really know him as Aragorn.
0: Boromir. Not Aragorn. He's not Aragorn I'm going to have to cut that out because if he me calling him, <laughs> hears me call him Aragorn, I will get in me sleep with such Lord Seriously. of the Rings stands in this house.
1: Oh, but yeah, 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 too, yeah, too. There is one thing I did want to say. Did you hear about what Grayson Perry said?
0: About
1: <gasps> the yes, the Unforgivable. I, it filled me full of so much goddamn rage. I've never. First off, is if anyone has hasn't heard about it, it's basically Grayson Perry is a, a a good artist. I like his work. I'll allow that. But the mention he mentioned that COVID will clear the arts of dead wood. Yes, and it's just so. Out of touch. He's a, he's a working-class kid. He came from working class. So surely there should be something there of understanding the struggle of having to keep up a
0: sideline. 100%. A side and, like, his work's good. Fine, stand that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Fine. Your work's just fine. It's, like, yeah, It's pretty.
1: It's given me ideas. Yeah. Like, the the team of the Dead craftsmen or whatever. Yeah, I won't...
0: I like I won't idea. insult an is... because work don't like them personally. them you know you know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah, I I was disgusted by that. I think that's
1: something think that's something that um, I think that that what you just said then it's really like you of know, like idea of Oh my god, yeah. Something that so frustrates me because then people are like no, I'm not going to watch that because of this, this, of this. this, it's this,
0: and it's sort of like, I of that. I understand but... that um understand that like, necessary amount of rigmarole you have to go through to be an artist i get that but to say that you just completely don't want those people who have to try that hard to not come back is like you should want to see people succeed especially
1: in the context of for what he it's, said yeah it's in
0: circumstances at the moment
1: yeah as i said before the world has ended yes and we're just vibing straight, straight vibes guys so the fact is straight vibes we can't function normally the world can't function normally at this moment in time but consider that was out of touch the the government themselves are out of touch because there's been barely any thought going into things like the arts and how they're funded and it's things like that and then there's no dedication there but the fact is then you're going well art is a used subject art isn't a useless job the, the creative sector isn't useless in any sort of way because the fact is while you've been locked down in your house you've been watching netflix you've been reading books you've been doing diy you've been following blogs of people doing different things baking and cooking and things like that they're
0: all creative tell us things. how it is yes
1: I'm, I'm getting into it now, believe me, because it's a failure. I'm like,
0: everything requires creativity. Everything requires design. Yes. If you look at a bl- fucking ironing Every board, time, some, bo- fucking... some artists have to sit there and design that ironing board. It might just be an ironing board, but it was an important yes. job and it needed to happen. Architects True. are artists. You know,
1: fucking Rishi comes out and talks about how we, we need to help pubs and we need to help this and this and that. I'm like, Rishi, mate, there is someone behind that camera making you look good. There is someone taking your picture and making you look good. Someone's designed your logo. Someone's designed your yeah. suit.
0: Somebody your suit. A makeup artist just put that makeup on your face to make you look nice in front of the camera. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. And you're going to sit there in front of all no those consideration people and for them. say what you're going to say about how we're not worth the time to save.
1: mm mm-hmm. Ugh. It's so out of touch. I think it's something that happens so much with this government anyway. Because, I mean, have you considered the um, children at the moment? They're already classing the children that have been living through this pandemic the lost generation i'm sorry it's, been it's two, been years. two years two I'm years oh just lost how how are they the lost generation that's not fair that's immediately giving up on children and their pathways into anything in the future so the children that aren't going to school at this moment in time are being already classed
0: as not worthwhile yeah, and you've got to think about all the poor teachers who are working tirelessly to try and yes. make it work and are just getting no help from the government.
1: No help, because you can imagine they're like, well, wouldn't this structure be better? Wouldn't this be better? At the moment, I know key workers are allowed to have their children in school. So my sister's a key worker. She works in insurance. I'm technically classed as a key worker, which is just odd to me. Um, So my two nephews have been able to go to school during that time. My youngest nephew, he, he struggled with reading. Now, within a month of going back to school, he's gone up
0: to say. Wow. Do you think that's because there's less kids in school and a smaller class size?
1: Yes. He's had more attention during that time. Not only that, he's had more attention during that time. So it sits within the fact that, so do schools not get enough funding then to have more teachers in the classroom for more students? Is this an ongoing thing anyway that that needs to be looked into? Yeah. Because, I mean, there's already the factors of our education system's messed up anyway. We, we're taught history from a winner's perspective. We're taught things that we shouldn't be taught at times that we shouldn't be taught. I don't know what taxes are.
0: Oh, my God, yes. I have a friend who is a teacher, and she recently put on Facebook saying, what did you wish you'd have learnt before, whilst you were in school before getting to adult life, like adulting things? Yeah. And I'd, I, there was lots of good responses to it. Um, although somebody did just say the price of cheese, it's shocking. And I thought that was quite a funny joke. But no, I was like, I didn't know what a credit score was. I still don't know how to buy a house. No,
1: I have. no. I know, money. it's like coming
0: into reality now. Anything. I'm like, I need to buy a house soon. I don't just want to be That's like, like in the position where I'm just kind of giving my landlord money. Do you know what I mean? A house is a bank account, essentially. So it's like that would be a really smart financial decision. How do I start going about that? How much deposit do you need yeah like what are things you've got to think of when you come like, to buy a house what are the what are the
1: I, i'm quite all right on that front because it's one thing that does keep popping up especially say in my household of my dad's sort of there like oh if you do such and such and this and that because i was really relying on one thing that pissed me off for this government again i'm doing the teacher training the government refused this year to give bursaries they had a certain amount of bursaries that they give out. So I've got an MA in art illustration. I would have received a I think it would have been nine thousand pound bursary. And in my head logically I was thinking, considering things, I was like, I could use that nine thousand pound
0: bursary to put towards a 100%. deposit. It's such a good idea. Buying a house. It's such a good idea because yeah. at the moment I'm at the moment I'm living in a rented accommodation and I'm just I'm not throwing money away because obviously I'm staying in a nice place and it's a secure area. Yeah. I'm not throwing money, away, money yeah. away, but it does kind of feel like, well, if I had my own house, this would just be then money that I would still have that money. Do you know what I mean? But it would just be in... Yeah, it would be I in would an still in that money. And then when I come to sell it, I could buy, you know... Or I could I could buy another house mm-hmm. and then rent that one out and get more money, which is just like you know capitalism in life.
1: And there is times where I do I do sit there sometimes and I go, Will I ever be able to buy a house? And I think, Well, yeah, if I work on actually becoming a teacher, maybe I'll actually have enough money at one point in my life.
0: I'm very lucky and cool. very privileged at the moment because I recently um, inherited. Some, well, I haven't yet, but I will be inheriting some money from a family member. So I don't want people to think that I've like done this all off the skin of my own back. <sighs> I'm not an artist who has saved up yeah. enough money to buy a house. I'm very... I just got very lucky. Very, very lucky that I, that's yeah. now.
1: I think that's and that's the only way at RH Oh, my God, yeah. Because I was feel...
0: thinking, realistically, I was like, if I got a new job now, five years' time, I'll be mm. able to buy a house. And that is based on yeah. the fact that I got a job now that paid really well and I kind of gave up on our whole. Because I wouldn't be able to do this and yeah. do... A full-time job I would but maybe not to the same extent yeah. that I am
1: yeah it, it'd have yeah. to be put on a back burner of it would then definitely be the art side is more the side hustle than the actual earning an income to buy yeah and yeah I mean that just goddamn shocking that we won't have enough we don't Get enough money to buy something that we're passionate. with doing something that we're passionate
0: about to buy something like a house. Oh my god! Yeah, and me and my partner the other day we were talking about bygone times when one person would be able to earn enough money to support a family of five and buy a house. He was like, "That's wild yeah. that you would have been able to just one person on their own nice. buy a house and support a wife and all the children." Just like, yeah. oh my god, that's I crazy! Mean, I was, have you
1: listened? Have you listened to um the John List episodes of Last Bond? The John List, the whole idea of John List is he wanted to live the American dream. And then he realised yes, the American dream was too I remember, expensive. I remember. It was really recent I listened to it. They've only just yeah, done them. Yeah, they've only just done it. And it's really unfortunate the way it ended up. He, he, he killed his family, unfortunately, trigger warning. Trigger warning, isn't it? it. Um, yeah, no, he, <laughs> but yeah, pressure he, of earning. It wasn't good. And especially when you consider that he was upper middle class, right? I struggled to earn, but he bought a five-bedroom house for like ten grand. No,
0: wasn't it? It was fifty grand. Bedroom he bought house. a ten-bedroom be- ten house for fifty. a gr- no, five-bedroom house for fifty grand, and 50 their budget grand. was thirty. Now it's. I was like, like oh my good god, because I've recently been looking at houses, and I was like, oh my god, god, it's so ex- it's so yeah. expensive. Unless you're buying in like so
1: expensive,
0: the worst area possible or dilapidated. Yeah. It's so expensive.
1: I mean, every so often my older brother comes through with a wacky ass idea. And then the last one was, that I got into, was buying a plot of land in the middle of goddamn nowhere and then just living sustainably. And I thought, that's fantastic. That's great. I'd love to do that. But I'm lazy. So I couldn't live sustainably.
0: (laughs) I don't think I've got the grit to live sustainably. (laughs) I couldn't dig a hole I, I don't and know. use it as a bathroom. Sorry, <laughs> I like yeah, I like indoor yeah. plumbing too much to no live reason. sustainably. Um.
1: <laughs> I I think it's the whole like have
0: to doing your
1: own gardening and making a vegetable. I don't like that. See, dirt.
0: that's the thing I could vibe with. I do like plants. I am a plant mother. I have upwards of thirty house plants. Uh, my outdoor, my yeah, one I outdoor plant though is wide. looking a bit ropey, so maybe I shouldn't say that with such confidence. <laughs>
1: There's a possibility of being a plant mother. There's the potential there, the vegetable mother. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just not any kind of mother to anything. I could I could probably mother a child. Can't
0: do animals. Um, I can barely see. Do I know that I can do animals and plants, but I'm like, oh, good god, could I mother a child? Oh, I
1: could I could do a child. I could, um, I'd have to give it back at the end of the day.
0: Oh, you see, so yeah, I could do to... that, but like non-stop motherhood oh mm. vomit worthy the idea just like it never ends
1: yeah like sometimes i do look at kiki and i'm like oh you're adorable and then i go to bed and i'm like this is
0: a <laughs> life this is a sunday See, the thing is i it. look at um, my mom who now also still mothers me a lot um because i want it and i need it and i'm like i couldn't do this for 24 years i still need so much care and attention yeah. My washing machine broke this morning, I and eat. I rang her up having a meltdown about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I can't, I can't cope more. My washing machine's broken. And she was just like, oh, there, there and being, like, so kind and descending. And I was like, I don't think I'd have the patience for this from a 24-year-old, to be honest.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> I'd be like, get a life, grow up. I'm busy. You can barely do things. <laughs> I know me when I'm, <laughs> when I'm pushing 60. I'll be like, I'm f- drunk on a beach somewhere. Call me fucking later. Jesus.
1: Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait for those. Days. I mean, I won't get there because we live in a, 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 capitalist, a capitalist world. You'll get there. And, uh, you're fine. I'm going to work till I'm dead. You'll get there. Mm, probably.
0: Maybe. Just sure marry a rich old man. But that is the dream, man.
1: I want a rich. I want a rich. No, no, no. Um,
0: Tara's Dussie is now taking Sugar Daddy applications. Uh, if you have a boat and a house um, <laughs> and a spare car, she would be All interested. Applications now
1: open. I, yeah, I'd really appreciate it. I'm just putting it out there. I can cook, I can clean. Um, no intention of having kids anytime soon. <laughs> um, my outgoings are like quite, quite good, to be honest. I'm not going to bankrupt you.
0: I'm a simple woman with simple needs.
1: I'm a simple woman with simple needs. I just Every need so a yacht. I might ask you for an extra bit of I just can't... want a yacht. I... I just want to live somewhere hot. Oh
0: my god. That doesn't
1: rain that much. Yeah.
0: I either want to live in like Australia yeah. or Reykjavik. You know? <laughs> I want somewhere where there's <laughs> an extreme weather. I don't want this piss shit weather. You know? Mm. I want like blazing hot. Aussie sun or completely snowed in yeah. wearing thermals do you know what i mean yeah. or do you know what i have a house in each place
1: i, I, I win i become the...
0: the monopoly man i have a house in each place
1: yeah that's that's my idea
0: recently well, oh my like god speaking of monopoly e- recently me and my partner bought a monopoly board at bnm so we were like oh I really fancy a game monopoly it'll be sick it'll be so fun did you want to murder him well, do you know what we actually did it and well, we were very you know civil what? it was very fun and we played all the way to the end. Oh, um, I know, unheard of. I... But there was only two of us, which makes it quite easy. And you can play Monopoly with two people, and I would recommend yeah. it. Um, I mean, I d- I'd le- let's get this out there. I destroyed him. Let's be real. <laughs> um, But we got it home from B&M. 20 quid from B&M. Not yeah. cheap Monopoly. The Monopoly man really? has Monopoly on the Monopoly. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How many times can you say Monopoly? You get it man home. It and I've time. never really played Monopoly not as a kid really i I didn't have the patience for it and i put it out and i'm like Mm. oh cute yeah like they've changed some of the pieces fine my partner comes in he's like they've changed all the bloody names all the names are different we realized we bought an irish monopoly board (laughs) (laughs) it was an irish monopoly board. there's dublin airport no shit no hate love it i love that it's an irish monopoly board now i'm like this is such a good vibe
1: yeah such a good vibe but like, <laughs> it was the outrage the fact that he noticed it, it was the
0: outrage i mean it did say it dublin airport and dublin bus stop and i was like okay so yeah,
1: can't remember. i i deal with when people get outraged by things that i don't get outraged especially something trivial
0: he calmed down watching. when he realized that it was irish he was like oh they've not changed it it's yeah. just that we bought their own board that's hilarious <laughs> just... I was
1: like, oh, great. Okay. Yeah, legit. I, w- I watched Mulan, like, the new one. And I thought, I was like, yeah, this is great. I'm really enjoying it. And then I can't remember who it was. I think it was my brother's girlfriend. he She watched it. And she came back and she was like, no, I don't like it. It's not. It's nothing like the It's nothing like the original. I'm like, I've never seen the original. You've never seen, seen the original Mulan? I was never a Disney kid. I oh, I'm never. I'm rethinking only, this podcast. The only Disney film.
0: <laughs> I mean, I wasn't particularly a massive, massive Disney fan. I wasn't, like besotted but yeah. you know mulan was the the shit mulan's the best film you need to watch the original mm. mulan and then you'll see why the new mulan's trash which i haven't watched because i refused to watch it don't ask me how i know it's trash i have just got the vibe because <laughs> it's trash
1: yeah i, I, I it's uh I, I think it's someone you mentioned it's probably really really bad <laughs> but i was like I, I enjoyed it i i'm not a, i'm not a person if i like a film i like a film I that is video. true Putting much into
0: it. Um, I'm not yeah. really here for remakes of old films. I'm like, leave it in the fucking dust. It was good. Let it be good. Yes. it was good. Leave yeah, it. Yeah, like the new Ghostbusters yeah, I mean. film. Nothing to do with the fact that the women and nobody gets angry about that. Whatever. Don't give a shit. I yeah. don't like it because it's a remake. Leave it alone. I thought it was quite fun. <laughs> leave it alone. I didn't watch oh, it because I'm not interested in remakes. I love it. You're just gonna mention every remake and I'm like, oh, I watched that. It wasn't bad. Watch that. Wasn't I'm that? just going to be like, no trash, get it out my face, disgusting, gone. I,
1: I just like watching things.
0: What's I, a good yeah. um, Total Recall the remake? Watch that. Didn't like it. Old ones better. Um, yeah. Oh, the old ones definitely better. Yeah. I watched that. I haven't watched the new uh, one. I haven't watched the so new one. Actually, maybe I should watch one. Newest, newest one. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. should we call it there because I think we have rambled a su- sufficient amount for the listeners. Yeah, we. have <laughs> <laughs> We yeah yeah and with this is gonna yeah. be a big editing job. I can feel it coming. I think
1: there's definitely
0: a lot. Feel of Feel it things in my loins. Then. I'm not gonna absolutely gonna cut that out. Fucking hell. Feel it in my loins. What the fuck am I? <laughs> Some 15th century gent. you
1: <laughs> You're a beautiful lady. Yes. <laughs> Been watching too much bridging. You're about to jump on your horse and save us. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I got angry. So I, I love a good that rant. That. I yeah. I, I I feel. I feel detoxed.
0: <laughs> Got all your angers out for today. Um, all the angers out. No, they're still there. The world has ended, people. These are the end times, everybody. And, and if I'm you sure would was like to, to say tell us it. what you thought of this podcast episode, please let us know on the Pretentious Bastards pod, pod Instagram. Let us know. Uh, do you like this style? Let us know. Do you have anything to say about
1: how bad the government is?
0: Yeah.
1: I'll listen all mm-hmm.
0: right well i'll put a podcast episode up um with a picture of something we'll decide later and we can all have a discussion on that instagram post um if you're interested in finding taya's work where, taya, where can people find you i'm on
1: instagram at taya rose Dust. i have a facebook and website and all those kind all of things um, my- all the professional accoutrements. months. Uh, google me all the professional
0: accoutrements. my professional accoutrements months are also work. on instagram rosalind edwards art uh, I've got a link tree. You can find all the stuff there. Art Hall always give that a check out. Yes, where you can buy our mm-hmm. way if you want to support us in the podcast. It's don't yeah, don't forget you, yeah, you don't you have absolutely to buy don't anything. have to buy anything. You, you just
1: like it. You can share it. You can comment 100%. on it. Hundred percent. You can follow us. Yeah, a little
0: follow, cheeky follow. It's all we need. Not in real yeah, life. Yeah, no, please, please stay away from me. Real life, social distance. Thank you. Um. Mm. So yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you stay safe. Love you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> One second, someone's coming in my room now. Got a drink. it. Got
1: a drink. Probably. Bye.